Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome to the Favorites the Podcast from the Action Network. I am Chad Millman. Later on in the show, Dan Ravel and Simon Hunter are coming on, and uh, we got to race through our Westgate Super Contest picks because there's a game tonight, and cliffhanger, we may or may not be choosing it as one of our picks, uh, and you might be surprised at the side we're going to take. But first, let's bring on... The man, the myth, the legend from Boyd Gaming, representing all the books from Boyd Gaming in the state of Nevada and around the country, Mr. Bob Scucci. It's early for you, Scooch. We're recording this on Thursday morning. We normally record on Tuesdays, but you had a crazy week this week because G2E, the big gambling conference, is in Las Vegas. I was traveling, and so we were not able to connect until this morning. I appreciate you getting up so early in Las Vegas. My you, pleasure. How you doing, no, buddy? This, this is, yeah, I'm always up. You're always up. <laughs> yeah. I don't believe that. <laughs> I'm getting up earlier and earlier the older I get. I'm finding that out. Yeah, well, that's what happens. You yep. revert back to being a toddler. Listen, I don't yep. want to dilly dally. Let's just get freaking to it because we got a game tonight. We got to get this podcast up yeah. so people can hear it before the game tonight. All the wise guys have been coming in on Denver. This game opened at four, it's now at three. I kind of still like Denver at three. Yeah, this is a tough one. I mean, the parlays and everything, you know, the, the public is, is all over the Chiefs. It's our biggest game in terms of uh, number of tickets just on one team. Uh, more tickets on the Chiefs than any other team on the board. But we knew we were going to get this. Uh, it, just that uh, short road favorite. Uh, we, we hung it three and a half. Initially, uh, right out of the gate, the, uh, the Sharp guys took the plus three and a half. And it's been sitting at three all week. Uh, and that's exactly kind of what we expected. Uh, you know, we had Denver rated a lot higher than uh, a lot of the public thought going into last week. You know, 0-4 to start the season, but they were in every single game. That Every game was close. Every game came down to the last play. 
so we really kind of favored them last week. We went into uh, that Tennessee game uh, trying to need Denver as best we could, and, and we did actually. Uh, it was a good game for the house. So I think they're a live dog here. Uh, I mean, it wouldn't terribly surprise me if the Chiefs bounce back after a couple of losses now to to to, to really uh, uh, you know play one of their best games. But uh, I I think three is still the right number. And uh, the, the sharp guys indicate that uh, we're getting at least sharp guy action on, on the Broncos and, uh, and public action on the Chiefs. All right, I like the Broncos. I don't want to spend too much time in this game because it's the game tonight. So uh, let's talk about Oakland visiting the Green Bay Packers. Oakland is a surprising 3-2. and two. Like if you had said to me, if I did, had, like when I checked the records this week, I'm like, what? Oakland's three and two. Like, huh? How did yeah. that happen? Yeah. And they're four and a half point dogs in Green Bay. Sneaky. And uh, we're, we've actually, so we've got them five and a half point dogs and we're getting all the money on the Raiders. And it, it surprises me a little bit that the public isn't supporting the Packers as much as I thought they would. This would be kind of another game where I, I thought that uh, the public would be just overwhelmingly on one side, the Packers, while the uh, sharp guys took the Raiders. But it turns out that uh, the the action is pretty well split between the Raiders and the Packers from the general public and just uh, completely one-sided from the sharp guys. So we we were as high as uh, uh, six. We actually opened the game six, went down to five and a half. So uh, quite a bit of money on the Raiders. One of our biggest straight games, to be honest with you, straight back games, uh, more money on the Raiders. So the, the, the Sharp guys really love this team. I got to say, I think the Packers are a fraudulent 5-1. and one. I think they're getting there by the skin of their teeth. They just they don't look they, that they, good. They really are. You know, they surprised me. The best game they played was it was against the uh, the Vikings where they uh, – or, or actually they, they played a couple games where they, they kind of uh, played the whole game from start to finish looking good. But it seems like – they, they have patches of, of a quarter, two quarters, where they just kind of fade. And they are just barely winning some of these games that you think that they should have won decisively, uh, where they just look uh, so good to start the game and then just kind of fade off. But um, it, it, it's getting tough to see which NFC team really is the legit uh, NFC contender. And at one point, we had the Packers rated right up there, you know, in the top two or three teams. And, uh, you know, I know it's a long season and uh, – <laughs> we got a long way to go for, for maybe maybe things just haven't meshed for them, you know, under the new coaching system. But uh, uh, I mean, like you said, they're still five and one, but I, I expected them to be uh, drawing a lot more public support than they had. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised the Raiders are getting the money. Uh, and maybe, maybe I'm foreshadowing. Maybe I already recorded with Simon Hunter and Darren Ravel, and maybe the Raiders are one of the teams we pick in our super contest. Uh, Boy, when's the last time the Buffalo Bills were 17-point favorites against anyone? Is that an indication of how bad the Dolphins are, or is that an indication of how good you think Josh Allen is? No, it's just uh, how bad we think the Dolphins are. Uh, you know, last week the Dolphins, uh, they, they gave us the backdoor cover we were looking for against Washington when two teams that hadn't won a game uh, played down to our expectations. I mean, I was... Uh, watching that game and, and just <laughs> wondering how bad can these two teams get, uh, talking about the Redskins and, and the Dolphins. Uh, but at one point, it just looked like the Dolphins uh, were, were not going to be competitive at all. And, you know, and, and every week it doesn't matter. The public just bets against 
the Dolphins are so, so as much as the public bets on the Patriots, they bet against Miami. So we know this line is really inflated. Um, probably shouldn't be more than uh, you know fourteen and a half, uh, but uh, it's still uh, there's there's no wise guy support on the Dolphins here. At least at least last week, right before game time, we got a little play on the Dolphins, but here nothing. It's just all all bills. Uh, even uh, even some pretty big money on the bills that uh, not quite sure if it's from professional betters, but uh, some big dollars on the bills. Uh, we're just going to need the Dolphins again like we do every single week. Yeah, it's so hard not to look at this and think, well, of course you have to take the Dolphins. I mean, look, the, the, the Bills' defense is amazing, and I don't know if the Dolphins are going to score, but the Bills' offense isn't that good. So, like, for them to, to have to score double what the Dolphins, like, 17 points more, 18 points more than the Dolphins, there have been games where they haven't scored 18 points in multiple games where they haven't scored 18 points. Yeah. No, they, I mean, their defense, obviously, is, is, is what's keeping them uh, uh, undefeated, and they played that real close game against New England. Actually, it looked like uh, when they played New England, uh, I think they got down to a 13 nothing uh, deficit, but then they just shut down New England for the rest of the game, which is a pretty tall task. So uh, we know about the defense. Uh, like you said, the, the offense, um, the, the problem with the Dolphins' defense, I mean, they're keeping their team competitive for at least the first half, but then they just they're on the field so much they just get worn down because their offense can't uh, uh, give them a little bit of a breather. So uh, uh, you might want to look to the Dolphins in the first half as a bit of a play. L.A. is visiting Atlanta. Boy, these teams are going in the wrong direction, both of them. The Rams just look pitiful. Their offensive line cannot protect Jared Goff. The Falcons' defense, I don't think they've had a sack in like a month. Um, but if they were ever going to get healthy in the pass rush, this is the week to do it. As much as it pains me to say it, I like the Falcons at plus three here. Yeah, and I think you're on the same side as us. A lot of the professionals, and and I think last week was really the telltale sign for the Rams. I think a lot of people, including myself, really expected them uh, to show up against the Niners and kind of uh, expose the the 49ers a little bit, but that didn't happen. And they just two teams that are on downward spiral, but the Rams just really look dysfunctional on the offense, and and Goff doesn't look good, and uh, it's. <laughs> The Sharp guys have not been on the Falcons one game this year until now, so I think that says more about the Rams than it does about the Falcons, uh, but they're certainly on them on, uh, on this game. The public is still supporting the Rams somewhat. I just think you know they're just looking at the Rams as a short road favorite at minus three and just figure they're just a much better team, even though their record doesn't indicate it. I think every week they've been kind of saying the same thing about the Rams, uh, looking for them to get that cover eventually, but... Uh, uh, the Sharp guys are all over the Falcons on this one. The next game, Minnesota's visiting Detroit. Minnesota's a one-and-a-half-point favorite. I wrote a story yesterday on the Action Network, actionnetwork.com. You can find it right now. Go look for it. Or just type in Chad Millman, Action Network, last-place teams. You know, the Washington Nationals in May were in last place. They had more losses than the Detroit Tigers, who ended up with the most losses in Major League Baseball. In January of this year, the St. Louis Blues were in last place in the NHL. So, we're a little, we're close to halfway through the NFL season. Which last place team has the best chance and the greatest value uh, where that, those sort of Venn diagrams meet to make it to the Super Bowl? 
I'm going with the Detroit Lions. I love their schedule. I love their defensive line. I like Matthew Stafford. I wish they could run the ball a little better. Um, but this team could be 5-0. and oh. Yeah, I mean, they really could. You look at their losses. I mean, they were just uh, uh, easily could have gone the other way. And uh, they've surprised a lot of people. And they're still kind of flying under the radar in terms of kind of the betting public. It hasn't been one of the teams that they've jumped on, uh, even though that they're uh, getting quite a bit of uh, uh, wins against the spread. And uh, even in, in, so in this game here, uh, still no love for the Lions. It's just been all Vikings, uh, both public and sharp guys. We haven't seen any uh, sharp action on the, on the Lions on this one. A little surprising. Usually when you see a, 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 you know, a decent team at home either getting, getting a couple points or laying a point, uh, it might, it's usually a play for, for the wise guys. But uh, this one, it looks like they're on the Vikings. And I, I, I can see this line going up by game time, so there might be a uh, little opportunity to get some value on the Lions uh, uh, later on in the week. Oh, interesting. So you think I should wait if I like him? It looks like it's going up. It doesn't look like it's coming back uh, towards Pickham. It looks like it's going up towards three. Why do you think the wise guys are on the Vikings? Like, this seems like a prime spot. Is it because they feel like they're starting to get, see the Vikings be what they should be? Is it because Kirk Cousins played so well? Where's your, where's your opinion there? I mean, they, the, they usually don't just take last week into consideration, but it did look like their best game of the year. I mean, that was kind of how they were expected to play coming into the season, a lot of high hopes. Uh, they disappointed in a couple of games against the, the Bears. They, they looked awful, but they bounced back nicely, and they put together a couple of games against the, uh, the, the Giants and then last week. So uh, they're playing up to form, and it just might be a spot where they, they're, they're feeling like uh, – now, maybe the Lions coming off of the Packer game uh, might be a little soft spot. All right. Um, this next game, man, it's another one. Houston doing what they did to the Chiefs, visiting the Colts. Colts short home favorite. Like, this feels like a prime buy the Colts spot. Not only that, you buy the Colts on the money line because, like, you're basically yeah. saying they're going to win. So... You know, what's the money line number right here? And tell me if the wise guys are taking that instead of taking the minus one. Uh, no, the, the money line is actually only $1.20. Uh, so I don't know that there's that much value in the money line when you're looking at either laying one or, or laying $1.20. You can lay one and lay minus 110. So uh, not, not much difference there. But we really – so we, we knew that the public would be on the Texans here and – we're debating on whether to open the Texans one or the Colts one, and it's just a matter of who we wanted to need going into this game. And as much as I've liked the Texans in the last three or four weeks, I think this was <laughs> the spot for the Colts. So we went high on the Colts, and we went uh, minus one. Haven't had, I think that slowed them down. Had I opened the Texans one, I think the Sharp guys would have taken the Colts. Um, but as it is, I, I, I opened the Colts one, and now the public has taken the Texans, but no indication yet from the sharp guys which way they're going so i i i think they'll be on the colts but they're they're probably waiting until closer to game time so they don't tip their hand on this one so you're saying if i want the colts i might want to get them now now. bet it now now (laughs) i want the colts i do want the colts i think this is a spot for them and i try to put ourselves in a position where we draw a little texans money um, and like I said, and I think Texans are a great team, and, and but I just think this is really the, the a good spot for the Colts. And that hasn't panned out for me too well this year. A lot of the games where uh, 
uh, teams were minus one, minus one and a half at home in good spots. Uh, just hasn't really like even last week with the uh, the, the Browns and uh, early on in the year when uh, uh, Cincinnati was hosting uh, San Francisco. A lot of spots this year. This play hasn't turned out, but you got to stay with it. You got to stick with those those plays. Long term, that's what wins, right? Like we all got burned last week on the Browns. We all got burned last week on the Jags. But long term, that's yep. why you got that. Also, that's why I feel like you got to take Detroit. Um, all right, yep. Arizona's visiting the Giants. Do we think Arizona's getting better? Like, does does Danny Dimes recover from the debacle against the Patriots? We're the wise guys here. <laughs> Uh, wise guys are on the Giants, um, and and the public to some extent are on the on the Giants. Not a whole lot of support uh, for the Cardinals. Now we did open two and a half, so it's possibly just um, there's might see an oppor- might have seen an opportunity just to to get a good number. Knowing a lot of places would be at three, but all the early money was on the Giants from two and a half to three. At three, it slowed down a bit, but still just nothing big on the Cardinals at all. Not a whole lot of support from the general public, so it's just all Giants here. Um, I, I think the Giants probably are uh, the, the play here, but at three, uh, it's not a it's not a not a great play. San Francisco, big big number. All of a sudden, like the leading contender in the NFC to make it to the Super Bowl. By the way, we wrote that on Action Network like three weeks ago. No joke. People were laughing. We're like, this is what the numbers say. San Francisco, best odds to get to the Super Bowl, best value. Nine and a half point favorites over the Redskins. I, I think this is the most interesting game on the board because it's it's the most inflated uh, game, the most inflated team. Uh, we, we've really responded to uh, the, the Niners just covering against the spread and winning. Uh, you know, I think there were dogs in, I think, four of, the, of, of their five wins. And, uh, you know, now suddenly they're laying 10 points on the road. Now, I know it's against a really bad team, but uh, you can't get a more inflated line than this. And um, But the, there's two uh, kind of professional outfits out there that are on different sides of this game. So at, at plus 10, we got a lot of money on the Redskins. We went down to nine and a half. And at nine and a half, we got a lot of money on the Niners. We bounced back and forth a few times. Now we're sitting at 10 even money. Great two-way action on this game. Uh, it's probably the second highest game in terms of number of tickets written on the 49ers. So the Chiefs have the most bets on the board of any team. The 49ers have the second most on the board. So certainly a public game. And it looks like the Sharp guys are just kind of divided as far as the number. At 9.5, they like the, the Niners. And at 10, they like the Redskins. But I'll tell you, there's no value in, in the Niners at 10 on the road. I mean, every bit of that value has been taken out over the last few weeks as they've steadily increased uh, in terms of uh, power rankings. You just told me three very interesting things. And it's an indication of like how in a month things can change so quickly. But the fact that there's opposite two outfits, respected outfits on opposite sides of this game, but the fact that you have the most tickets on this game and the fact you have the mo- second most tickets on the Niners is astonishing. <laughs> yeah. 
It really is. I mean, you wouldn't have said that just a matter of, you know, two, three weeks ago. I mean, everybody was kind of surprised that uh, the Niners out of the gate, their first two games, and then by game three, they're like, hey, this team's pretty good. And then just kind of waiting for this team to get exposed uh, against the Rams, which didn't happen. If anything, it made them look just so much better, made them look like world beaters. But I think I think that game made them look a little bit better than what they, they, they truly are. And I, <laughs> they keep proving me wrong, but I, I – you know, we go through this with, with a team that's kind of a resurgent team or not expected to, to be as good as they are. It might take us six, seven, eight games to, to kind of catch up to what their true rating should be. Ugh, this next game, Jacksonville, three-and-a-half-point favorites over Cincinnati. Can we skip it? Who cares? This, yeah, I, I'll, this just, say, I'll just say everyone's it. on Jacksonville. There you go. <laughs> Shocker. Uh, the next game, though, the Chargers and Tennessee. I'm getting, like, split decisions um, all over the place because I hear the Tennessee Titans are the right side. I hear that the Chargers are the right side. Like, what are the wise guys doing here? They're heavy on the uh, the Titans. So we're we're pretty close to going to uh, two, two and a half. We're at, we're at one and a half right now. We open the game Titans one. It's another one of those games kind of similar to the Texans and Colts, you know, pretty much a toss up but these two teams are like mirror images of each other you know really good quarterbacks that are just kind of inconsistent and uh, uh offenses that uh you know the talent is there but they, they just they, they can't put it together uh defense and both have good defenses but then lets up the the, the, the big plays and so i i don't know i i think at one and a half uh i mean we're we're, we're Still getting more money on the Titans, and it's just because of the home field, and it's just one of those plays—a a home team laying one, one and a half—and um, and that's why I think to get any kind of Chargers money, we may have to go to two and a half. So if I want the Chargers, I'm going to have to wait on that one too. I, I think so. I don't think there's too much value right now, and it looks like just from where the money is, it's going in, in that direction. Uh, now we're finally getting a decent stretch of late games. We got the Bears and then the Saints. The Bears are three and a half. Mitch Trubisky is coming back. Um, I I think I like the Bears. <laughs> yeah, this is a tough one because the Saints have just been, uh, you know, just on a roll, beating some really good teams in the last uh, in the last three weeks, and both in the role of a, a you know a, a home team as well as on the road. And uh, here they are on the road again. It's probably a spot for the Bears. I think just the number three just indicates that they're kind of both evenly matched, and it's just the home field that's kind of driving the number here. Uh, great action on both sides. Uh, early money on the Bears. We went to three and a half briefly, but took a lot of money on the Saints that drove us right back to three. So now we're sitting at three. A little heavier on the Saints, I would say, even at plus three. Um, the, the, the public is on the Saints at about a two-to-one ratio, but the money is pretty similar. So bigger money on the Bears, more tickets on the Saints. Uh, great action. It's one of the more heavily bet games on the board, as you probably imagine. Uh, but uh, great action both ways, and we're not lopsided in the game. You didn't tell me any edge there. You gave me no lean whatsoever. No, no. I mean, that's the, that's the thing. I think that's the right number. I think it's a solid number. There's no, There's nothing to indicate kind of one one way or the other, not even from the from the sharp guys. Baltimore, Seattle is a no-brainer to me. Take the Ravens. Go. Yeah, you're not kidding. Um, this is our 
biggest game in terms of straight bets. Um, we've got more more money on the Ravens than from from the sharp guys than. Let me see. Any other game? Let me, I'm just double checking. Um, yeah, and the Raiders. It's pretty close between the Raiders and the Ravens. Those are the two most heavily bet uh, games on the board for us from the wise guys in terms of just one way. So now we opened four on the game. So a lot of it was just a, a much higher number. Went to three and a half. They took the three and a half. And uh, we're at three right now. And I can tell you, no support at minus three for the Seahawks. Um, the public is a little heavier on the Seahawks, uh, not by much, you know, maybe one and a half to one as, as far as a, ratio, a ratio. But, uh, yeah, wise guys love the Ravens. So it's uh, Ravens and Raiders from the wise guys. Well, guess who else loves the, the Ravens? This wise guy. Well, because when right I say here. wise guys, it, you, you can just substitute Chad Millman when I say that. So why don't you just say, why don't you just say <laughs> the Millmans instead of the wise guys? <laughs> the Millmans out there love the Ravens and the Raiders. I like that. Speaking of which, uh, another one, the Eagles visiting the Cowboys primetime Sunday night. Eagles plus three. That's where the Millmans are. Yep, and uh, that's exactly what, uh, what we're seeing as well. Now, we never got off three in this one. All we've done is we moved the money a little bit, uh, but the ticket count is dead even. I mean, this, this is a great, finally, a great Sunday night uh, matchup uh, where, where we're just going to draw tremendous action on both sides. Uh, but uh, the Sharp guys are favoring the Eagles. And you look at the Cowboys in their last few games, and there's another team, kind of what I was talking about, is all these teams that you think are the elite teams in the NFC. And We talked early on in the year, and we really had the Cowboys right up there with the Packers and the, and the Saints, and, uh, and they've fallen by the wayside. And with all that talent on the offense, there's, you know, I think some of these teams, some of the defenses are starting to figure out some of the – uh, the, some of the offenses a little a little more, and uh, so we're seeing these teams that look dominant in the beginning of the year starting to kind of get exposed a little bit. No, the problem with the Cowboys is their two tackles, their two top receivers are hurt, uh, and they're trying too hard to get the ball to Ezekiel Elliott at a time when they don't have an offensive line that can support the run blocking. That's the problem with the Cowboys, Scooch. There, there you go, right in a nutshell. Yeah, exactly. All right, Monday Night Football. Boy, the Patriots are going to go into New York, to the Meadowlands, where the Jets are feeling so good about themselves after beating the Cowboys. And, you know, my producer, Patrick, is walking around in his Jets hat, feeling proud. And the Patriots are just going to come in and stomp on them. I, I have a feeling that you're right. <laughs> um, th- this would be, with any other team ever, it, this would be an automatic play on the Jets. Uh, plus 10. We opened 10 on the game. Uh, we took a ton of money on the Jets, which is good because no matter how much we take, we're going to still need the Jets by, by Monday night. Uh, the ticket count is like five to one pa- Patriots to Jets. Uh, so we're trying to take as much early money now on the Jets, knowing that by game time, it'll you know, we, we'll, we'll still need them for our lungs. So uh, we're, we're going to be big Jets fans, but all the early money is on the Jets, only because we, we inflated the number. Guess what time it is, Scooch? Scooch Roulette. Let's do it, brother. <laughs> all right. I know for a fact that I lost last week because I think I was all over the Browns. 
Yeah, and I was on the Jaguars. And you so, were on the Jaguars. So, so we talked about. We were yeah. we both we both lost last week, and since we both lost, I'm going to give you a chance to go first. I, I'm going to go with the Raiders. I, I, I like this team plus the points. Um, I've, I've liked them a little bit more than uh, a lot of my, my colleagues around town early in the year, and they've been kind of up and down, but uh, I, I like them this week. I am going with the Philadelphia Eagles. I am joining my Millman brethren in putting my money on the Eagles, who I think are basically uh, they're just more talented than the Cowboys right now just because of all the injuries. Fly, Eagles, fly. Fly, Eagles, fly. Scooch, I want you to have a great rest of the week. I appreciate you coming on your podcast. Everyone stick around. we got a very important read coming up from our friends at Airbnb. And then Simon Hunter and Darren Ravel are coming back uh, to talk about the Westgate Super Contest. Scooch, until next week. See you, buddy. Okay, we're back to the podcast, and uh, as usual, I've got Darren Ravel on the phone with me. We are going to make our selections for the Westgate Las Vegas Super Contest. We're trying to win $1.5 million. Later on in the show, we're going to bring on professional better Simon Hunter. He's going to grade our picks, put us in a different direction if he doesn't like what we're choosing, if he thinks we're too square, if we're not making the right choices from a game theory perspective for the contest. Um, last week, Darren, we were two and three coming off a four and one week. That was no fun. The lions, we needed a miracle sit down from Jamal Williams at the end of the Monday night game to cover that lions plus four. Woo. That, let me, let me just tell you, I mean, it is really as someone who has not been betting my entire life to, to, to root against the different uh, route for or against the different game that goes on is just, it's, it's unreal. And that one was because, you know, I wasn't a better for the girly game. I mean, that one was pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, you could see it coming that way too. You could see it happening with that, that the whole way, like the way that game was playing out with the lions only scoring field goals. We knew that was going to be the shot. All right, listen, you, sent me some ideas you had about the games that you like this week. Um, go ahead. You tell me what you're thinking right now. I, listen, uh, I, 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 am, uh, I, I am, I was a hater against the Jets. Uh, I said, you know, Sam Darnold, not going to make a difference with this team. Uh, I saw enough. I think they're good enough. I think... You know, Le'Veon might finally have something going. And I don't think the Patriots are going to cover nine and a half. So I like the Jets plus nine and a half. Um, okay, that's a no. I, what'd you say? That's going to be a no. You're, that's going to be a no? Yeah. Okay. All right. We start off on the foot we always do. That's good. <laughs> okay. Uh, Philly, Philly, okay, you know, Dallas, I really liked this game going in, um, but I am nauseous about Dallas now, uh, and I think that and they have some. There's some injuries going on. I like Philly plus three in that game. Ding 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 ding. Are you going to comment now or no? I love it. You love it. Yeah. Okay. I do. So so I think we have one. Yep. Uh, I I really liked 
the Arizona Cardinals. I, I, I thought, I think they're there. I think Kyler needed a couple games to get going. Uh, and I like getting three. I like Arizona plus three in this game. Okay, we can talk about that one. What? We can talk about that one. Okay. Uh, Seattle. They haven't been convincing. Obviously, if you look at their, uh, you know what what they've done, they've in the wins that they've had, they've they've you know barely pulled it off, but they pulled it off. Uh, I I like Seattle um, uh, minus four, and I in my last in my last game I like now I have to choose. I'll, I need I like both LA teams this week. So I will let you, and it has to be one of them. It has to be one of them. I will let you choose the Chargers plus two or the Rams minus three. All right. Uh, Number one, I hate the Seattle pick. Uh, I actually am so all in on the Ravens. But number two... I actually like the Chargers pick. Uh, it's a hard game to handicap the Chargers and the Titans, and so is every game. I look at all yeah. these games, Chad. No, that's and true. I'm going through it, and I do a first pass. I just want everyone to know, and I think they probably do. That, like, you know, like you say, oh, you need five games every week. I've gone through this. I can't find five on the first pass. That's how hard this is. Look, there's never an obvious choice. And a lot of times I find my first instinct is actually wrong. Like, you know, I will immediately see games that I like as soon as the lines open. And just by virtue of sort of pattern recognition and philosophies that I like, you know, I I tend to look for like short home favorites, short home dogs. I tend to look for teams that got blown out the week before where I think there's going to be... What are you doing? What are you doing? What is happening? Are you opening a bag of potato chips? Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes, I can. What are you doing? I, and I, what are you doing I'm, back there? I'm doing nothing. I, my phone is, it's like, uh, it's like the iPhone. It's, it's like they need to, they, they want me to buy the new phone. I could barely hear you. So anyways, I was saying like, I'm looking for teams that got blown out the week before, teams that are, uh, that I think will... Be a little diminished the, the or a sharp, little overvalued. You're looking the sharp way. Yeah. You're looking the sharp way because if it's too obvious, it's going to be public. Exactly. And so, and but, then there's no value. But it's not. It's look as the season goes on, it gets harder, right? I thought last right. week actually. I thought last week was one of the the weeks where every game was clear to me. And in Project Two Fifty Six, which you can follow in the Action Network app, Two Fifty Six or bust, um, where I'm betting every single game this year. Uh, I thought I was going to kill it, and I only went eight and six. And I needed, like like you, I needed Jamal Williams at the end of the game right. in order to make sure that I won that game. So, um, yeah, it's freaking hard to handicap. Yep. It's freaking hard yep. to pick five games every single week. Um, I like your Eagles pick. I like your Chargers pick. I think we're both going to be on the same side there. Um uh, but I am against you in a lot of the other games. So what I want to do is uh, bring in Simon Hunter, and professional better from New Jersey who's been guiding us on our Westgate $1.5 million super contest journey. And he can weigh in judgment on us. 
And now, a word from a wise guy with Simon Hunter. Hello, Simon. Good morning, boys. Happy week seven. What does Simon say today? Do you get it? (laughs) That was uh, a tough week last week, but I'm excited to bounce back this week. A lot of guys had a tough week. Well, what was tough about last week is like, you know, the Browns crap the bed. And um, there were so many games that, and the Bucs, Jesus, how did we choose the Bucs? How did we choose the box, Simon? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we were we were due for a Winston meltdown game. As soon as that game started, I think you were you were busy, but me and Darren were te- texting. We were just like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" So that was a that was a terrible one. But to make you feel better, the leader of the whole contest went zero five this week. So at least we're not that guy. Well, that's good. So we didn't lose too much ground. And like, to be I mean, honest, would you say the leader last year? What the leader of this? Yeah, the week? leader, the leader of this year. He went zero five last week. So oh, he's, wow. he's dropped down to third. Okay, that's how good he was doing. How many games? How many games does the leader of the pack uh, have won right now? Um, I mean, we're on a historical pace. Just the odds were for it, though, just because so many more people are doing it now. Um, there was a guy. I'm pretty sure he was 27 and three. No. So um, I, I'm pr- I'm pretty sure that's what it was, but. That might not be right. So he might have lost or tied one. So he might be twenty six, three and one. But um, it's all like no, they're never going to keep that pace up because they're not obviously not using a system. Because that's why that guy went zero and five. He's just picking. He's not using anything to back his picks. So it'll be it'll be rare for us to go zero and five. Then it would ever be go five and up. Like the way we're playing right now, we're doing sharp and chalk. We'll we'll never just go zero and five. Hopefully. Listen, Simon, don't underestimate us. If anybody, <laughs> if anybody can go 0-5 using multiple philosophies that they think are geared to making them go 5-0, and it's me and Darren. Right. I don't know. My man, Darren's, my man Darren's getting pretty sharp as these weeks go along here. I came and talked down to my man. Last week, that was a great call on the Jets. It's true, and we totally ignored him. I know. I feel terrible. I feel terrible. Well, guess what? Guess what? He he likes the Jets again this week, which I hate. And so um, let me give you Darren's picks, some of which I just outright rejected. Uh, he chose the Jets plus nine and a half. I said absolutely not. Um, I actually do like that, but um, I wouldn't do it for the Super Contest just because, like I think we said earlier in the year, the Patriots, there are no rules for the Patriots. They break all the rules. But that, that's a good spot. I'm probably going to be betting on the Jets again in that spot. But I wouldn't do it in the Super Contest. What makes you say you're going to bet, bet on them in that spot? Um, like, I have this line at six. So it's like nine and a half, ten. So for my system, I'm going to play that. But in the Super Contest, like, we're going to play that game and the Jets will lose by 21. So that's why it's like, I like, I like it long-term gambling on that. But in the short term, it's not a good super contest because there's other games we can find that are better than that one. And remind people what you mean when you say long-term. We talked a little bit about this last week in relation to the Browns. Explain sort right. of the difference. So, last week we got, we literally got unlucky on the two, the two games that didn't work out for what you were talking about. Like, 
going against the public were the Jags and the Browns. And then the Jags ended up getting a lot of money at the end. So people thought that was public, but that was, that was mainly sharp money coming in late. Um, but other games, like when you're fading the public, like last week, I hit really big on the Jets because um, that was like, I don't know the exact number, but it, I think I saw some books where over 90% of the money was on the Cowboys. So that's one of those long-term percentage plays. If you just if you just ride with the book, fading the public all year, you're, at the end of the year, you're going to make a percentage of a bet. That's why Vegas exists. The public always loses long-term against Vegas. So that's what I meant. Like the Browns won. If you watch that whole game, the referees, they're dictating a lot of these games right now. And that was one of those games that got dictated by the refs, that Browns game. The refs are killing us. The randomness of the refs' calls is redefining what it means to be a better. And it's so hmm. frustrating. To see, see, it's always been this way, though. I think people are just noticing more because it's more, more money. More real, like money is in the States instead of offshore. And, you know, like gambling was a little taboo. So people wouldn't really complain about it, saying, like, how much power these refs have to change the outcome of these games and spread totals. But I think it's better now that more people are seeing it because I do think there's going to be a big change coming where they'll be able to review all these little calls because some of this stuff is just so egregious. I mean, that, that Lions game, we should have won that outright. And the fact that we had to sweat it at the end there, just, it, it's just ridiculous, the stuff going on with these refs right now. All right, Simon, me... can I ask you, can I ask you a quick question? The fact that more people are betting does that make it hard? Will that make the number better and therefore harder? You know what I'm saying? Like, because we always say, well, you know, it's too late to get. I know you want to bet Super Bowl, but it's too late. The number's too refined or whatever. Does that put a greater importance on betting early uh, because there's more of a, there'll be, there's such a mass now? Or do you think that's overrated? I think it's honestly been really great for taking these dogs and the money lines of these dogs because you're getting a lot of extra juice these days yes. just because so much more money is coming in on these favorites. Like the the funny thing with this year has been, I think it's, I forget what the stat was, but it's the most dogs that I've ever covered to start a year. Um, I, I definitely see it that it's changed in the sense that the, these lines have been moving way more than they used to. Like, lines used to open, say they would drop by two points. That was, like, insane. That was an insane amount of movement in the last couple of years. And now that's kind of common practice every week now. There's big line movements just because so much more money is coming in now than it used to. All right, let me tell you the two games that uh, Darren and I agree on so far. The Eagles plus three against the Cowboys, a very banged-up Cowboys team, and the Chargers plus two, two-and-a-half, against the Titans? Uh, I would roll with that Eagles <laughs> win. I mean, it's a, it's a chalky favorite. I mean, a dog. So that's a, It's sitting at three, so that's nice. I'll, t I'll take those points with that one, but I, I definitely wouldn't do that Chargers one. How come? That's just not a good spot. Um they're a banged up team and they're traveling across country to go play a really good defensive team that might be getting a boost here from Tannehill, a new quarterback starting for him. Um, I can see why you want to do it. I mean, Tennessee looks like their offense is terrible. I mean, 
they've had back-to-back weeks where I don't think they've scored more than eight points. But um, I actually like the Titans in this spot. Hey. Hey. It's, it's going to get ugly, boys. These next couple weeks, you're going to see it's going to get real ugly because these lines are going to get really smart. They're already getting smart. All right, so then let me ask you another one. <laughs> let me ask you another one. Are we taking the Titans then, Chad? I don't. I, I, I don't. No, we're not. No, no, no. We're not taking. No, the no. Titans. Let's stay away. Yeah, let's stay yeah. away from that. We're not taking it. So far, we just like the oh. Eagles at plus three. Yeah. We're all in agreement on the Eagles plus three. Here's a game that we are on opposite sides of. Darren likes Seattle. I love the Ravens. Tie break it for us. Uh, I I do like the Ravens here. Um. Is it three and a half for the competition or only three? Uh, I think, I, let me look. I think it's three, but um, yeah, Ooh, I had it. Four, I get it because Seattle, whatever. Seattle, they're they're just Russell Wilson right now. Every everything is. If you look at them on paper, their whole team is actually really bad. Um, and the Ravens have been a weird team this year, where they're every week, wherever they're playing, they play to that level of competition. They're, they're a funny team, but I, I like the Ravens in that spot better than Seattle. Do you like this game generally for the contest? Uh, mm, I probably would. I, I like other dogs better, I think, than... Uh, Let's just pick one Ravens. game. Let's just pick one game this week and go 1-0. and oh. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's so funny. Darren, this isn't easy, my friend. We're, we're trying to pick the five best. Yeah, you want winners. Yeah. You want yeah, winners. I'll say, if you want, if you, listen, listen, uh, if you want to do this game, I'll, I'll take the Ravens. If you want to do this game, Chad. All right, I'm putting it on the side for a second, because there's one other game that you and I are just on complete opposite sides of, and that is the uh, Rams and the Falcons. I mean, I feel like you have to take the Falcons in this spot, Simon. Have to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's an auto play, but I I would you you couldn't pay me. I'm actually I, it's rare I pass on games. This is one of the games I'm probably just going to do the over and not bet aside because I love Atlanta, but I just I I, I can't I can't back that defense. I mean, golf has looked absolutely horrible. But I just can't back it. I mean, what they showed me last okay, week. Okay, okay. Can we make a deal? Terrible. Can we make a deal? How about I give you the Falcons and you give me the Jets? I don't know. Um, nah, don't don't force that. Don't force the Falcons. Don't force that one in. <laughs> yeah, we don't. We don't need to. Um, <laughs> we don't need to. We don't need to make rash decisions yet. There's a lot of games on the board. Rash decisions. Yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of good, I. Lot of good I. Dogs, let's so. continue to be sharp, even though we've agreed. Always try to be sharp, even though we've agreed for Joe Q. Public to be here. Rash decisions <laughs> equals not our decisions. Don't get angry, Darren. Yes, yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry, sorry. you and three is hurting me. I'm, I'm hurt. You're hurt. You're hurt. <laughs> All right, but Simon, you're not leaving us with many choices here. The other game that I really like is Detroit plus one and a half. Uh, I mean, if you want, I can tell you the games that I really like this week. All right, just out. do that. You want me to do that? Yeah. Uh, I love Oakland. I think it's down to plus four and a half. I love Chicago Bears. I think they're minus three and a half at home. And for the big chalk one, I do really like um, – I mean, I guess it's not chalk at all at this point because the line keeps moving, but Denver. I mean, everyone's going to be taking Denver tonight. Um, 
even though I know the public's all over the Chiefs, but this is just the, this is reeks of a trap game with the Broncos and the Chiefs. I agree. So you want to take Denver right now? Yeah. Um, you guys like them of all those other ones I gave you? Like you like that better than Oakland or uh, Saint? I mean uh, Chicago? No, I like Oakland too. I don't love the Bears. Um, when Chad doesn't like the Bears, automatically take the Bears. <laughs> All right, Darren, here's what we should do. Let's go Eagles, Raiders, Bears, Denver, and Ravens. One more time. Eagles yep. plus three, Raiders plus four and a half. Bears minus three and a half. Denver plus three and the Ravens. Okay, I feel good about that. Yeah, I do. I mean, I know we're probably going to send our picks in today, so I, I mean, I don't really know if we'd even need to have an extra one. Um, but, I mean, if we really won't, we can keep Darren's Jets as like a last-minute flipping. Well, we got. I got to send him in today. It's Thursday. We're recording on Thursday today. Right, and I, if we're taking the Raven, if we're taking the Broncos, I got to send them in right now. I'm good with that. How you feeling, Darren? Darren's gone. Just it's do a it. lot of dogs. We're doing it. It's a lot of dogs. I'm okay with that. I liked playing the dogs. In this game, though, in the, I mean, in this type of super contest, Simon, uh, strategy, game strategy. I know that it's different from, as you always say, it's remember, it's not you straight up betting. Is that okay? Are you okay with that? Definitely. I mean, at the same time, we're only doing picking five games. So you, you do have to throw that stump, some of that stuff out. But I do like all these dog spots we're picking. And, like, these, these are good numbers. I know the Oakland numbers come way down, but I still like that. It's above, it's above four and a half. All right, guys. That's what we're doing then. We got the Eagles plus three. Oakland plus four and a half, Bears minus three and a half, Denver plus three, and I think we got the Ravens plus three right now at the Super Contest lines. I'm okay with all those games. I'm okay with it. I mean, we, we don't want to do any of these big favorites. Like, I don't really want to know if I want to do San Fran or the Bills. No, definitely not. The Bills at 17? No, I wouldn't even do it, that. It's so many. Yeah, it's too many. Darren wouldn't even do that. Well, I, I mean, I do the Jets. Doing, I probably am going to do the Bills there. If you're looking for chalk. <laughs> nope, I like what we got. I think we're good. Yeah, I like it. All right, boys. Listen, we just got to put last week behind us and look ahead to this week. Here we go again. Eagles plus three. Broncos plus three. Bears plus three and a half. Ravens plus three. Oakland plus four and a half. A lot of short. Short dogs right there. That makes it scary. Darren Ravel from the Action Network, Simon Hunter, professional better. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Until next week. All right, I want to thank everybody for coming on the show. Scooch, Darren Ravel, Simon Hunter. This has been the favorites from the Action Network. Download the podcast from Apple. Review, rate, subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe. Get it at, uh, where is it? Radio.com. Search for The Favorites at the Radio.com app. Look everywhere you get your podcast. Until next week, folks. Love you.